All right, my guest today, Anna, uh, was a really intriguing one for me. So Anna is a subconscious mind communications and recoding specialist. Um, she's the CEO of the Quantum Mind Academy. She's the author of a book called Escape Your Matrix, How to Master the Game of Life. And uh, as Anna states it, she, you know, she, she, the work she does is to, in five steps, to teach people how the subconscious mind works and why you need to recode it ultimately. And for me, that was particularly intriguing because you'll often hear me talk on this show about philosophy and how much I love it and I, and I do love it. But when I first kind of started on this journey to try and understand human nature and how we think and all those things, psychology was actually my first kind of dive into that, my, my first club around that. And the subconscious in particular is really, really interesting to me. Um, I'm a firm believer that the subconscious is kind of a fascinating, complicated, and potentially dangerous part of our minds. So I was excited to talk to Anna and kind of get her perspective, how she thinks of the subconscious mind, um, how it's evolved throughout human history, and, and what it really means to recode the mind. And it ties directly to her value because her value, freedom of the mind, is very much related to this in that she believes if you don't understand the subconscious, if you don't recode it in some ways, then you're kind of just blindly enslaved to it. You're enslaved to this programming that, that you developed in your adolescence that carries through your whole entire life and impacts you in ways that you don't even realize. Um, so super interesting conversation, digging into all of that. Um, you know, of course, I had to get into some of the philosophical topics and aspects of this. Um, so we had some interesting discussions around that, too, you know, trying to understand is the subconscious actually trying to protect us or sabotage us? Um, is it a gift or a curse that we've evolved to develop a conscious mind that can actually reflect on our subconscious and, and think about the pros and cons of it? So some really interesting things there, but probably the most interesting insight um, that Anna made that I thought in this conversation was this idea that that we're not our minds, right? Our minds are not us. Uh, our minds are just like our hands or our eyes or any other part of our body that's just a tool that we use to interact with the world. And for some reason, that's just such a fascinating idea to me because we so often associate, you know, our thoughts or our thinking with who we are, or, or at the least we assume that our minds are the most significant part of who we are. So to think of it that it's not any more significant than our hand is a really interesting, fascinating thought. Um, it does beg the question, though, if, you know, if it's not our minds, then who is the true kind of quote unquote us? It can start to get spiritual, it can start to get philosophical, it can start to get into all of those things. So, um, you know, we touched a little bit on that, too. So just a really interesting, you know, psychological understanding of the subconscious mind, but then also zooming out and thinking about it from a philosophical perspective, too. So big thanks, Dan, for being on. And with that, let's get to the episode. All right, Anna, thank you so much for being on. Super, super excited to talk to you today. Um, I'll go right to it, though, with the question of what's the value that's most important to you? Oh, my goodness. Freedom. Absolute freedom. Okay. You know, the, uh, the funny thing is a lot of people, when, when they think about freedom, they're associated with, um, you know, what were we allowed to do, not allowed to do. They're associated with government. They're associated with money. The one thing that they don't associate it with is their own mind. Like mm. there's so many people that are trapped in their own mind mm. that restricts them from being able to do whatever it is that they want to do. So absolute mm. freedom, freedom mm. of mind. Yeah. Super interesting. All right. So tell me a little bit more about that. What does the freedom of mind look like maybe when you have it versus when you don't just to make that real for people of what, of what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So 
with freedom of mind means being a being able to do whatever it is that you set your mind to you know a lot of people set up goals and they do you know do all the different seminars and trainings 10 steps to this 10 steps to that but they mm -hmm. Um, what they find is there is always going to be a self-sabotage eventually. Um, and what it is, it's just a subconscious mind that's playing out. So when I say freedom of mind, it's actually understanding how your own subconscious mind works, mm. which is, it's, it's almost like a you know, back-end computer um, mm. behind your own mind. And uh, so the difference between being able to be free is working in a flow you know when you when you're being not just pr not just busy but actually productive and efficient mm. and just mm. being able to like you, you feel like you're really loving life and feeling very authentic i've seen you know often people feel like they're living somebody else's life mm. when you get in the flow when you're free like you have free mind you don't overanalyze things. You don't sit in the past, going over past experiences or trying to predict the future. You're just living in the now and really, really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So I love the topic of the subconscious. I, I think about it all the time and, and you're, I'm sure more knowledgeable on it than me. So I'm, I'm curious just to dig in on that point a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about like, what, what, what is the subconscious? I think everybody's heard that term. They have a sense of what it is. When you say subconscious, what, what, what does that mean? What is it? What impact does it play on our, on our lives and in our mind? Well, subconscious runs pretty much 95% of everything that you do. Okay, so we think we have a free choice. We actually don't. Subconscious mind, it's like a massive computer. So if I could just take you back to when you were born, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we are off on planet Earth and we know nothing. Okay, pretty much about anything. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've arrived with this like a self-learning computer called the subconscious mind. And what it does is from day one, it just codes and codes and codes. So, you know, people that you're surrounded with, um, anything that they say, anything that they do, and you frown and you, you know, bully that you come across, it gets coded in your memory bank. And that pretty much creates a blueprint for your life. But the first seven years are absolutely crucial. This is where everything, all the code goes in. And in reality, this would have been absolutely brilliant computer because it's actually 14 million, sorry, it's a million times more powerful than your conscious mind, your thinking mm -hmm. mind. Okay, so it's like the, the bank backend computer, right? But the problem is it actually gets designed based on an assumption that everything is perfect when you mm -hmm. arrived, arrived here. So whatever it is that the subconscious was seeing or feeling or, or hearing it was just assuming that it was perfect to start with. So it was coding as something to replicate for you in the future. So this is where it again went wrong because the things it's almost like running right now. Like let's say if you're, you know, 30, 40, 50 year old, you're actually running on the same program. It's like having a computer that's running on the old program. And no one ever gets to change it. Most people don't even realize that they're running on it. Okay. They know that, yes, I have limiting belief about this or limiting belief about that. And they try the affirmations and they try 10 steps to this and steps 10. But the thing is subconscious is just so protective. It's like a protective parent. Mm -hmm. You know, you try to, you go, okay, well, I want to start a new business and off you go and start a new business. But it's almost like a, almost like you have elastic band it's going to be holding you back. Okay. Cause you're doing something that you haven't done before. You're not programmed for. Mm. So you might be, you know, and, and this is why sometimes when you're doing something, it just feels like there's so much effort that goes into it. 
and eventually something happens. You either lose your money or something mm. happens and you go back to status quo. Mm. It just brings you back to where you started. Mm. Um, and uh, so that's what subconscious mind is just in, in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, so I love it. Really I love it. So let's, yeah, let's dive into it a little bit more. Do you think, you touched on it a little bit, but let's press on it. Is there like a value judgment on the subconscious mind, right? Like, so, so sometimes the way I think about it, and I'm not saying it's right, but I'll use it just to throw it out there and then we'll kick it around is like, I, I've thought of the subconscious mind as, as you said, protective, like it's trying to do right by us. It's not that it's evil. It's not that it's trying to hurt us. It's actually trying to protect us. I've also thought of it as it's not that intelligent, which maybe isn't the right way to think about it, but it's like short-sighted. It doesn't have good perspective. Interesting the way you explained it, where it's like running on old programming. But like, if you had to describe the characteristics of the traits, like is the subconscious mind a good thing for us? Is it trying to help us? Is it trying to not help us? Is it intelligent is it short-sighted does it have good perspective like how would you break it down to understand like its attributes i guess what a cool question you know it's not actually a thinking thing so it's mm. a computer program okay mm. so it has been designed for protection full stop it just full stop. Okay. from day one it, it's there to protect you to make you survive so there's two values that it it, it looks for one is it, it needs love Okay, mm. when I say love, it just knows that if the parents don't love you, they're going to dump you on the street and not going to mm. feed you. Mm. Okay, so it's a survival thing. And it wants you to belong. Okay, mm. so those two values, it's that's how it designs its program. So it's not necessarily that it's not intelligent, it's super, super intelligent. It's just the way that it's been designed, it's based on, Limited. okay, if if you, that's it. So if you were, let's say, for example, if you were in a fantastic environment when you um, when you were born, and you had, you know, very wealthy parents that had very good mindset and, and people that uh, that had very, very good values in life. And anyone that you were coming across was somebody that was, um, you know, superb for you. Mm. Then the program that you have is fantastic. Mm. The problem is most people haven't. And, you know, they came across somebody that was suddenly bullying them or, you know, you grew up in, a, in an environment where people were like, you know, parents were very, very strict with you because they wanted you to achieve well. Okay, what they didn't realize is the, the reverse psychology actually works on a negative for the subconscious mind. Because mm. what it does, it actually makes you think that you're not good enough. Mm. And it codes it in. So all the codes right at the beginning, like for the first seven years, that's the codes that go in into your mind. Now, after seven years or, you know, sometimes even after three years to four years, anything like once the anchor belief goes in, whatever the belief is, the because the conscious mind can only take 40 beats a second so it cannot process everything that's around us it actually creates a filter it's called confirmation bias so it will bring in things that you already know so it's almost like you know if you have a folder on a computer that says i'm not good enough okay because that's something that just got in mm -hmm. okay everything that you're gonna because the folder already exists everything that you're gonna be seeing from now on is to confirm what you already know Okay, now this is some people refer to it as a limiting belief as an adult. It's not just one or two, <laughs> you know, when we actually do search, we come across 300, 400, like yeah. lots of them. And this is why, you know, we like we would love to do things. But you know, the best way to test it is, let's say if you know, if, um, if you were to be put in the room with like 10,000 10,000 people, you know, give you a microphone, all your peers, you know, competitors, um give you a microphone are you excited about it or are you like oh, i don't know if i can do this mm. okay depending how you feel you'll know straight away if there is a coding in there that needs to be fixed 
Mm. Um, you know, that goes the same thing for, let's say, if you were to lose your business and no money suddenly, are you excited about the idea of, hey, I can start something new? Mm. Or are you, how am I going to survive? Mm. Okay, again, how you feel about it will determine of what sort of, what sort of coding you have underneath. Um, that makes sense. It does. It does. What do you think from an evolutionary perspective, right? Because I, I often think of this too, like, is that, is this a design flaw in how we, and we can get into a whole spiritual, you know, how we were designed, but let's put that aside for a second. Just as we've evolved as, as humans, as animals, wh why, why did, why do we have this thing that seems to be so inefficient and broken? Is it that we've evolved past the point of its use? Is it a flaw in the design of how our minds are developed? Or is it something that actually is net positive and good? It just everything has a little bit of a shadow side. Oh, it's exciting. Like once you actually understand how the subconscious mind works, and I think this is almost like a, you know, a challenge thrown out there going, okay, mm. I wonder if you can figure this out. Mm. Okay, you're born and your game, the whole idea is to figure it out. Once mm. you figure it out, it's almost like a, you know, your mind creates an obstacle course for this beautiful energy. Like, you know, you're talking about spirituality, this mm -hmm. massive energy that we're powered with, that all humans are powered with. It's like, you can either have a fabulous, fabulous life and just live your life to the max, or you can sort of be restrictive. And all that will depend on how your mind got coded. Mm -hmm. The great thing about it is your conscious mind is very, very clever. And it's the minute you can actually work out how to direct the subconscious mind. You can actually direct it, you can change it the way you want it. It's no different to a computer, even though it's super complex, mm -hmm. it's actually easily changeable. Um, and you can just simply upgrade it. It's literally like, you know, we have your mobile phone, um, you know, that gets updated regularly. Okay, we just don't update our subconscious mind, but you can. If you understand how, you just simply upgrade your subconscious mind to so it's actually on board with your ideas with your you conscious, conscious mind is the only one that's got free choice well so um, so so back to it is is the thought that so for most animals maybe all animals whatever they code in those first seven years that's that's good that's functional because their world isn't really going to change much if if being afraid of a lion is what you learn as a as a cub that still holds and that's all good so is it unique to humans this fact that our subconscious mind can start to work against us. Is that a uniquely human thing? Because our world is so complex and nuanced versus most living beings, it's not, do you think? Yeah, look, I think that the difference between us and animals is they have the subconscious mind, that's it. We oh, have right. a conscious right. mind. Right. We actually, you know, we're conscious, like, you know, for, for a plant or, or for a dog, mm -hmm. you know, they just live in the now. They don't have to think about past or future, okay? Our mind, because it's got conscious mind and you get free choice, what we think is a free choice, um, it allows us to, you know, think about the future or think about the past. Okay. And this is where, this is where the problem starts. So it's, you know, as an evolutionary, you know, animal, we obviously, we're so much more advanced, but often because we don't realize that we can control our subconscious mind we sort of live our life in a very, very limited, you know, I look at it, I sometimes look at people and it's like, like looking at a robot, you know, you're just doing the same thing, same thing, same thing. And you're tiptoeing through life, hoping to safely make it to death, mm. uh, which is, you know, just terrible. Yeah, but once you actually set yourself free from this, this restrictive mind, um, you know, you're able to achieve anything you the want. Opportunities are open. So, so to yeah. sum it up, so, so the subconscious mind is coded through those first seven years. That is, um, 
it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it often ends up because I, I guess that's the question of, of what I'm wondering is like, would we be better off if we didn't have the conscious, if we weren't aware, right? If we were just like an animal, if we were just subconscious mind, would we be better? Like, is it a gift or a curse? The fact that we can be aware of the fact that like, shit, we got the, even if you eventually realize it, like the coding is off, this is causing me discomfort versus just going with it and not questioning it at all. I mean, obviously your value says freedom. So you believe, yes, no, it's a, it's a good thing that we have the ability to recognize it. Um, I guess I'm just pressing on that a little bit. And the reason you believe that is because it, it opens up all these opportunities. We would not be better off if we were just stuck in our subconscious. We would be, we would be worse off. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you've answered your own question. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And, and I guess it makes sense. I, I, I like to think of things through the first principle because like my, my natural inclination is to say like, I agree with everything you're saying. I think why why is it designed that way then though why why is it and and I guess back to what you said there's there's probably function in for I'll make up the number ninety percent of the things that are coded into our subconscious mind are probably useful and functional for us and and you could correct me on the percentage you think but there's probably a ten percent piece like you said which is you know whatever it is fear of failure I'm not good enough um, <clears throat> you know whatever the insecurities are the limiting beliefs it's that ten percent that end up hurting us so it's not like we need to erase all of the code that we developed during those first seven years. It's just identifying those things that are what? Like, what are the things that you would qualify that say, those are the things we need to become free of? Is it those limiting beliefs? Is it just that? Because some of those might be functional. Like it might be functional for us to say, I shouldn't, you know, sell my house and leave my family and, and you know, start this business on a whim. Like, how do you delineate what's actually the right things to recode? Look, um, the... I guess the most important thing is to actually get to your own authenticity. Okay. And the only way that you can do that is to absolutely analyze everything that you've, you've been through, um, in, you know, in your younger lives. Um, so what happens is subconscious mind creates a mask or, or a variety of masks that will put on. Okay. And this is how you show up to the world. Remember how I said right at the beginning that for the subconscious mind, love and belonging are two most important things. So that is how your whole character is being created. Okay, so let's say, for example, if, um, you know, if one of you, let's say, for example, you're the first child and your parents really reward you for being smart, um, you know, you become a very intellectual kind of a person because that's what you're rewarded for. Okay, that's yeah. how you achieve yeah. your love. Now, second sibling, sibling arrives and, you know, he or she goes, well, there's no way I can compete with Terry. Mm. You know, he's super smart. Mm. Well, maybe I can... Uh, Maybe I can be funny <laughs> and you become a comedian. Okay. And then the next sibling arrives and the subconscious searches again. Okay. We cannot get love through being smart because Terry's already smart. I cannot compete with such and such because, you know, he's already funny. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe I can just be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I can just do anything I want. So you're creating those masks and, you know, it's usually a combination of, of, of many of those masks. And uh, when you get to adult life, you get this feeling that you're actually you're not satisfied okay and it doesn't matter how successful and i work with a lot of super super successful people you know build uh, multi-million dollar businesses and they get to the point where they go i'm just not satisfied like it's it's you know deep down um, i don't really feel fulfilled and what it is is just simply your your it's almost like your soul telling you, hey, you actually, you need to drop those masks. You're not living your own life. You're not being authentic to yourself. Mm. Okay, so when you actually do the search through the subconscious mind, you actually will realize, find out, okay, what are those codes that we need to drop or we need to change 
turn them into something that allows you to live authentic life. Mm. Um, does that answer your question? It does. It does make sense. Yeah. It, it brings up a philosophical question, which I'll ask. And, and oh, I'll do I love it. it. <laughs> so what, what, what is our authentic self? Because somebody could hear this and say, we come into the world completely neutral. And to your point, our subconscious is almost like a sponge. It's actively like, all right, give me something so I can figure out what this whole thing is. And it starts coding and programming. And that's who we are. Yeah. Some people would say, well, no, 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 there's genetics at play or whatever else you might argue. But like, there's some core essence to us that the subconscious is almost writing on top of. Like, how do you see it? Like, what, what is the, because like, it almost becomes somewhat circular. Like, are we not our subconscious mind to some extent? Like, what is it beyond that that makes us our true authentic selves? Because so much of us, those first seven years, that does form who we are. So how do you, how do you think of that? Yeah. Look, once you actually get a really good understanding of subconscious mind, we are not subconscious mind, mm. okay? We are not conscious mind or subconscious. You know, you, your mind is no different to your hand, mm. okay? When you learn to use it as such, you will realize that that is not who you are. You're not your body. You're not your mind. Okay. You use both of them and they're very, very useful, obviously on, on planet earth, but deep down, you know, we're powered by this massive energy. I usually, you know, when I speak to, to my students, I always compare it to an ocean, you know, like if you were to look at the ocean right now, you've got all these different waves. Okay. You've got some gentle waves. You've got some massive waves that sink ships. You've got, you know, um, you get beautiful waves that uh, take surface up and down. And so you get all different. So let's say if you were looking at the ocean right now and you see eight, you know, eight billion different waves, that is no different to human beings being powered by this massive energy. You've got eight billion people on planet Earth that are being powered by this, this same energy that's powering all of us okay some people call it universe some people call it god whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. okay but we all know deep down that you know there is something that that makes us makes us who we are right mm -hmm. now this beautiful energy that comes through all the you know who i mean we are we are part of that energy so this energy has to go through like to actually experience life on planet earth you literally have to go through a body right and that body has um, has a mind and this is what I call a matrix matrix is just the the program that has been designed mm. okay so another way of looking at it is an obstacle course okay this beautiful energy has to go through the obstacle course of the mind and it will determine how far the wave will actually you know how far your life will will um, perform mm. that makes sense so no. if the coding that you got the matrix is really really tight Okay, and it's like, I cannot do this, I cannot do that, I cannot do this. Okay, then this this massive energy that's within us like uh, cannot get through, cannot get yeah. through because it just gets, it's, it's almost like a, you know, like I said, like an obstacle yeah. course that yeah. just goes around. So the more we actually think, and this is where it, what's really funny is, you know, our whole schooling system, the IQ is determined on how fast you can recall things that you, you know, you've put in your memory bank. Mm. That is not who we are and that you know the more what i find is the more intelligent people are um the you know they, the more they sort of analyze and they try to mm -hmm. analyze everything to the nth degree and that's what's actually stopping this beautiful energy flying through <laughs> so all right so let me before we get to that because i want to i want to go down that thread of, of the overthinking just to finish this thread what what if you're comfortable talking about like what do you think is behind that energy source just for you personally just curious like to you, is it, is it 
religious in that there was a God that created this and gave us energy? Is it more random than that? Like the big bang just happened and energy was there. Like, how do you make sense of at the, if you follow the thread all the way back to the beginning, what started that energy source? Where did it come from? Does it have any intention to it? Look, Tara, I mean, does anybody really know? Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I don't, I certainly way. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a working life? assumption that you act off of that you assume, or you just say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just know there's an energy. There. No, we yeah. just, we just all know. And, and look, obviously, you know, you listen to all these different people, but when you actually look, even, you know, I'm, I'm personally not a religious person, but if you listen, if you actually study all the religions to all get back to the same, Very like, you know, on the yeah. highest level, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. It's telling you that there is something that's powering it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They call it God or they call it, you know, different names for the God, universe, or whatever universe, it is, right? or nature, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Okay. I don't want to necessarily label it because the, the fact is, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Okay. And the fact is, most people on earth don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're just sort of creating all these different things, but we all have one thing in common. We know that there is something that's powering us. Okay. That's yeah. taking us from a little, you know, or taking little seed to a tree. You know, that's, there's obviously something that's powering it. Mm -hmm. Powering the, thing the is movement. The you recognize it. Yeah. The minute you recognize it within you and allow it to actually flow for you and allow it to, to recode the mind in such a way that it actually allows it he can just be so much more powerful. Like it's yeah. just insane. It's, yeah. it's it almost gives you superpowers because you can, you know, I kind of sometimes, and this is, this might sound weird, but I, I sometimes think of the world like a, a computer game. Yeah. Okay. That you, you know, you've, you've created this little character, you've got this little Mario and Mario has, you know, certain abilities that can, you know, can go this far, but then, you know, you're also the, the co-coder. So you mm. can actually go back and go, nah, I want Mario to do more things. Mm. I want to give you more superpowers. So let's just add this and this and this, and suddenly you go onto a different, different level of a game um, where you can do so much more. Yeah. What I get most that. people don't realize is you have the ability to you do that. You have that power. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Cause you mentioned before, a little bit before that over overthinking is not the solution. So what, what is it? How do you think about recoding the subconscious mind? Because my, my natural inclination, and by no means do I think it's right, because I haven't figured out any answers, is I think the way I've traditionally approached it is through thinking, is through accessing the conscious mind to say, you need to be almost like it's a battle between the, con not a battle, but like playing chess between the conscious mind and the subconscious. And yeah. you kind of have to outsmart it and outthink it to be able to figure out what it's doing, why it's doing it, and how to recode it. It sounds like maybe you see it you see it differently. So what's how do you how do you think about recoding the subconscious? Yeah, look, it's um, it, it's pretty cool. You know, I actually think of subconscious so mind is it's almost like the the ability of conscious mind is like a bicycle. Okay, subconscious is like a bullet train. Okay, you will never work against it. Okay, so trying to outsmart it. <laughs> I'm going to happen. Mm. Okay. So the only way that he can do is by recoding the subconscious mind, you can actually get it on board with your ideas. Okay. okay. So, and then you can actually work in unity. Conscious mind can actually literally change the codings like this. Okay. You can direct the subconscious mind, but the language that we use um, in, in normal life is actually negative to the way that subconscious mind recognizes it. Okay. Subconscious mind, everything for it is in present tense, present tense. So if you say, for example, I want to get wealthy, okay, it's almost if you were to turn it into pictures, because that's how it sees it, it's very, very literal, right? So you turn that into a picture and you, so what you're actually saying is, 
okay, I want to get wealthy. So what I'm actually saying is I am poor. Mm. Okay. And that is what you're coding back in. So subconscious mind goes, all right. Um, so it's real. Subconscious is super helpful. It really wants to do everything that conscious mind says, but the way that we communicate is incorrect mm. very often. Mm. Okay. So now I'm trying to, um, trying to remember the, the exact question that you asked me. Well, do it's wanna... how do you actually go about doing the recoding? Right. Like what is the process that you would go? And I'm sure it's not as simple as we'll cover in, you know, the next 20, 30 minutes. But what, how does that look for you? How do you recode? How do you use the conscious mind to do that recoding? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll cover that in a second. But the question that you asked before was in regards to overthinking. Right. Okay. Well, because that's that's Try typically the way I would think of recoding is I would say, OK, I have to be super thoughtful. I need to access my conscious mind to outthink the subconscious. I need to use the tools that the conscious mind has, the subconscious doesn't. But it sounds like you were indicating, like actually overthinking doesn't solve that. Thinking about it, analyzing it doesn't solve that problem. Well, the thing is thinking, okay, let's, let's analyze what actually conscious thinking is um, and why sometimes you cannot find solutions. Mm. Okay, um, so think of, okay, think of a conscious mind as um, a boss. Okay, and subconscious mind as you, let's say, for example, if you're running a big company and you get a general manager. Okay, that's your subconscious mind that mm -hmm. runs everything for you. Okay, so conscious mind says something and it says, okay, how do we do this? Okay, like how do we start a new business? Now, you've got a little helper, which is, you know, the little voice in your head that mm -hmm. constantly talks, that runs downstairs and goes, okay, let's open all the files. Okay, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. Now, if you haven't done something in the past, the things that you're going to be coming up with are blank. Hmm. Like there's no way of actually thinking through, okay, what you haven't done before. Hmm. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. So, does that yeah, suggest that the conscious mind doesn't have the ability to generate new ideas, new, like it's, it's only referencing what it knows, what it has in its coding, what your past experience is. So the idea of sitting down, so it's interesting. I, I talk about this sometimes. I heard it said somewhere, I'll use it as an analogy, maybe to help flesh this out. Some, somebody did a study once and they gave like, they took like a hundred kids and they took 50 of them and had them read books about climbing trees. And then they had 50 kids go actually climb trees. And no surprise when then both of those kids were asked to go, those groups to go climb trees, the one who's actually climbed trees did it way better. So is it kind of that analogy where you could think about things till you're blue in the face or until you die, whatever, but thinking doesn't actually get you to new thoughts, new things. It's only through doing that does that. And the subconscious can only access what's already been done. So that's kind of the mind. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Not only that, but uh, I mean, obviously thinking is very important. Okay. So let's not underestimate that. Um, you know, we, we have, but the first thing that, uh, that your conscious mind will do, it will go into the memory bank and try to fish out the right file. Okay. Okay. For what you have already experienced because it's, it's limited. Um, to what you to what you know, even though you could be super super intelligent, okay, will only be only going to be grabbing the files that are in your memory bank. Yeah. When you actually get, and this is like collaboration with people. When you start talking to people, you're learning new things, okay, sure. and you can sort of go and explore. But a lot of it is actually tapping into your intuition. It's almost like your mind is like a a laptop, the best best possible computer you can get, but it has no internet connection. Mm. Okay, so the first thing it does, it goes into the, the memory files and goes, what can I find in here? Mm -hmm. Okay, intuition is like, okay, let's go. Tapped in to internet, let's go and search. Mm. 
Say, say more about intuition of like how that fits in. And I, and I know we're using phrases that aren't necessarily like the biological terminology. So I get that. But like, how does the intuition fit into the conscious versus the subconscious? Is it a, is it a third component of how we can think and function or, or process information? Or is it a part of the subconscious or the conscious in the way that you're explaining it? If you actually learn how to bypass your memory banks, Okay, and this is again with with recoding of the mind, with recoding of a subconscious mind, um, you actually will teach the subconscious mind that it's not okay. Yes, we were making reference to things that we know, okay, but we know straight away go out towards the internet connection and be able to to get more. So we have within us there is massive amount of wisdom in the intuition. So again, going back to this ocean analogy, mm-hmm. okay, we're connected to all this wisdom. Okay, but we can only experience whatever allows us to go through the mind. Okay, so if the mind is very restrictive and it keeps on thinking, I need to resolve this myself. Okay, and it's like very, very analytical. The mm-hmm. more analytical you are, the more you're caught up in your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is you're so limited many- by that because you're still just using the mind. What, That's what right. is What is the intuition? And I, and I don't ask this to try and like, because I, I, again, I, well, let me ask this way. It, when you say intuition, is that literal is that literally a thing in us or or perhaps the energy within us or is it more like metaphorical or figurative that there's this intuition out there like what when we say we tap into the intuition what exactly because in in a simple-minded way no pun intended when i think about any information we can access i think it has to come from the brain wherever it is in the brain however it functions and that's my limited knowledge of it when we say tap into something else what would that be that you're actually tapping into Look, I think that it's um, it's hard to explain, but it's once you actually feel it, mm. like once you know it, it's, you know, you know, when sometimes like, let's say um, when you get your brain down to alpha la- level, mm. which is mm. very relaxed level, um, you know, sometimes let's say, for example, in, in a shower, you know, sure. you're just totally, totally relaxed and you come up with brilliant ideas that you've never really thought about. That is actually tapping into this creativity of, of, um, mm. of you know, this, this superpower that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people refer to it as um, super conscious. Mm-hmm. So not subconscious. Subconscious is still relevant to your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's like you, you just got this idea and you've got no idea where it came from. So usually by bringing the, the, uh, the vibration of your brain down um, and allowing it, that. what it does, it actually relaxes the mind. You know, this, this little assistant doesn't run up, up and down the steps going, where can I find this in my files? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. just totally relax. Okay. Once you relax, and that's why, you know, a lot of people can tap into it in meditation. Mm. Um, you know, um, I, I do my best, uh, you know, accessing, accessing this when I, if I go for a swim, if I do laps and you're just totally, totally relaxed, you know, you tap into it. Um, but once you actually learn, how do you relax your mind straight away? And you teach a subconscious mind that this is not where you find all the information. It actually automatically lowers the, lowers the state down to alpha. Okay. Um, and you know, the way we actually do recoding is even lower level of vibration. That's a theta vibration. And that is exactly how the first seven years of your life go back to that. That's it. It was, it was literally, it's almost a hypnosis stage. Mm. You know, that's why kids, when you look little, little kids just running around, you know, riding unicorns and you know, there's sort of this imagination is like crazy, right? Just fantastic. But this is what we lose later on because we we sort of associate more with the brain. Okay, you need to think, 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 think. Okay, but we lose this creativity that we had as a child. 
Um, so the, the way that you actually recode it is you do it through self-hypnosis. Mm. Okay. And I say self-hypnosis, not necessarily because there's a lot of products out there that you can, you know, you can go to a hypnotherapist. Um, but a lot of the times the mind will not even allow it to change because it doesn't recognize the voice. And it's like, because it's a protective mechanism, mm -hmm. you know, you go to a hypnotherapist and, and your mind's going to be going, who's this? Like a <laughs> foreign entity that's trying it. to get in. That's yeah, yeah. What do they want? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't want to change it. Okay. Um, but when you actually analyze it yourself, and so the steps to actual recoding is first of all, understand how your mind works. Mm. Okay. Yes, it's massive and it's like, it's a supercomputer, but it's very, very logical. And because it's logical, it's easy to understand. Yeah. Okay. So once you understand how it works, then you go, okay, let's just search. Okay. It's almost like putting through for a search and fishing out all those um, anchor codes. And like I said, you know, I usually come up with three, 400 of them when we do a search. And then what you do is actually change the coding. So it's almost like creating a new command mm. and you copy paste it into, into mm. the, and because you do it on a self hypnosis level using your own voice. So that bypasses your reasoning mind. Um, you will find that, um, that just changes it straight away. Mm. And the next step is to learn how to consciously communicate. Okay. Cause the recoding can happen like that just in one day. Okay. One night, that's it. You're a totally new person, right? The only thing is the conscious mind still has, doesn't, doesn't catch up as fast as the subconscious mind. So it actually gives a commands, new commands again, and it changes it. Mm. Okay. So, so the subconscious, that's an easy part training conscious mind, how to talk to the subconscious mind. And it's literally like, you know, it's a lot of fun. Like it's, it, it is like a boss talking to a general manager. Okay. It's like, I want to do this go ahead mm. okay mm. and then it just changes it mm. um but uh, but being conscious of, of how you speak to your subconscious mind it's really important mm. it's so fascinating and, and again i know like it's it's much like the question of you know why are we here how do we get here there's so much of the mind we don't understand so we're obviously trying to piece together the best we can and and i'm sure 20 30 100 years from now we'll know even more and we'll be like oh that's what this was or that's what this was but Irregardless, like the things you're talking about to me are so fascinating, partially because they're just interesting, partially, which I think excites you about it is how functional it is. Like if you can understand this and put it to good use, it's like you said, it's leveling up in a video game. So I just think it's super, super interesting. Um, another question though, is we're thinking about it because one of the things that, that goes through my mind, ironically, is everything we're talking about right now is running through that filter, I think, of our minds because that's how we interact with the world that's how we interface that's how i speak to you that's how i consume the words you're telling me and the way in which my mind then tries to make decisions of how i want to start to to take action and do things even the ideas that you're generating are coming from our mind i think maybe that maybe that super consciousness is the answer to this but i'm going to ask it anyway like do you ever worry that we could never actually figure it all out because we're we're in it like we can't you almost have to step outside of it and not have the um, the lens of our mind processing all this information to actually get to the answer of how you fix it. It's a really kind of convoluted meta question, but like, are, are we too close to it or anything we think is a process is a, is a product of that. So how do you actually get away from it? If that's everything that you have, is it back to that hypnosis? Is that the way? Cause that actually detaches you. Look, it's um, it's probably a little bit deeper understanding of that. Um, you know, the, the thinking, thinking is very limited. Okay. So yeah, trying yeah. to, and you know, you, you've asked the question, how do we figure it out? Like, what are we trying to figure, figure out? Figure what out? Right. 
Exactly. Well, so we're, so let's 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 go down that thread. So we're trying to figure out, I think, how to tap into our authentic energy of who we are, and not allow the subconscious coding and the infrastructure or structure of our mind to inhibit that. We want to use our mind and and the computer program that it is, conscious and subconscious, to work for us, not against us. So we want to tap into that authentic version of ourselves that allows us to use it, recode it, to use it for the right reasons. So if that's the that's I think the answer to what we're trying to figure out. So the question is, can we ever do that if the only tools we have to reprogram the mind are the mind? Like it's 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 almost incestuous <laughs> as you think about it. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because once you actually figure out what masks the subconscious has put on you. Okay, you can actually strip that. It's, you know, I'll, I'll look at it as a, you know, the post-it notes, is that what you call them? Yeah, over yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you've got all these labels on yourself. Okay, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. Okay, and this is just, it's been collected over the years. Now, once you go through this process, you actually go, okay, I'm going to take it all out. <laughs> who am I now? Okay, and who would I like to be? Who would, you know, who's like, what does what it, like you actually get into this knowing not necessarily thinking, but just knowing, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I sometimes, and I don't want to confuse it too, with too many metaphors, but yeah, you know, yeah. one of the uh, metaphors that I love using is, you know, your mind is a little bit like a, an accountant. Okay. Mm. That sort of goes and checks all the past experiences and gives you advice. Then you've got this, you know, your body reacts. Okay. Because thought, every thought you get, you know, you're thinking, and then you've got feeling on the other side, right? It's like a two-sided coin. So you've got your body that sort of reacts to it, okay? Because it's biological chemistry that, that, you know, gets dispersed. So you've got, you know, you've got the accountant. I call the body like a drama queen because <laughs> it just reacts constantly. Yeah. But then you've got this yoda inside you, okay? That's just like knowing. But it doesn't talk a lot because these two, the other two, are just constantly going and going and going, okay? And it's like, you know, one of the meditations that I teach people to, to do is to actually send those two for a walk mm. and really listen to the, that, that smart yoda. That's, that's like really knowing, in, you know, it's, it's not like when, when you answer, it's like when you ask yourself a question and the answer is, I think, that's your mind talking, okay? I feel it's your body talking. Okay, but when you actually get to the point where it's like, I know, mm. okay, mm. there's just no questions like, I know that this is what I, well, this is what I like. And when it comes to the soulful, you know, we, we sort of design the soulful goals, which is, you know, what, what it is that his soul truly craves. It's so much more basic than our mind creates it to be. <laughs> like, you know, you think you're going to create this huge business. You think you're going to do this. You think you're going to do that. But, you know, deep down inside, you know, the, the five things that the soul truly craves is one is absolute self-love mm-hmm. and just really acceptance and, and, you know, being able to just, you know, have a healthy body, healthy mind and just, you know, healthy environment. That's number one. Number two, connection with humans. You know, mm-hmm. the, I call it tribe and adventure, you know, creating the tribe and just being able to, to connect really well with, with other human beings, um, communicate really well. Um, you know, um, wealth and contribution. So, it, you know, it wants you to be abundant and experience the abundance, but also do it in a way that actually helps others as well. So that's where the contribution comes in. Um, another one is intimacy and ecstasy, like really experiencing, you know, the, you know, love life, like to the nth degree. 
um, and play and growth, just, you know, really being able to just be creative, learning new things, but implementing them as well yeah. without any restrictions. Five soulful goals. That's all you need. <laughs> that's good. It's good. All right. Last, like, um, probing question. And hopefully you understand the spirit of the show. Like, it's, it's funny. I say this to people sometimes, and maybe I don't need to say it anymore. But typically, the more I probe, it's the more interesting I find the topic. And I'm like, this is so interesting. I need to look at this from all angles. So last one in that vein, I think. And then I'll ask maybe a philosophical question to wrap us. Um, the probing question. For a lot of people, I can imagine them. And, may, and let me just speak for me it could be difficult to delineate between that internal Yoda, right? That, that soulful knowing and our subconscious minds, right? Cause in some ways there's a danger in that, that, that if you, if you kind of just, if you try and search for that like deep inner truth in you and, and, and your mind produces an answer, cause that's the way we, we, we process it, right? It's through our mind. How do I know that's not my subconscious just spitting something out to me that I assume now, Oh, that's me. That's the truth. Versus it's actually a mask. It's the coding that the subconscious put forth. I have a hunch on what you're going to say, but let me let you answer it first because I think it's going to segue into the philosophical question. But is there any risk of that? Is there any risk of mis misattributing something that's our soul's answer versus our subconscious's answer? Yeah, 100%. Like if you initially from, you know, from the coded minds, if you start designing your, your life, your goals and all that, 100% that's going to be based on, on the coded mind because that is how, it, again, it's no different to having a different program on a computer. Okay, so right. let's say, for example, you're running on Windows 1970. I don't know if they existed back then. <laughs> you know, if you're running on that program, then that's the only thing that you're able to do. Once you actually upgrade it to 2022, 2023, whatever, you know, year we're in right now when you actually upgrade it to that um and you strip away all those labels okay this is really important step you need to strip away all those masks okay once you strip them away then everything that's left it's your authenticity how do you know though that you've and i may be beating up the, the metaphor that you're using a little bit but how do you know when you've stripped away the mask like how do you know when you've gotten to the root of like okay this is the truth versus it's close to the root, but it's still actually a mask. It's still actually the subconscious. Like what's the, what's the, cause, cause, cause again, I can imagine there's people that could use this incorrectly and say they sit and they meditate and they think, and they start thinking they're getting to the root and they're processing these thoughts, but it's actually just still the subconscious feeding them, you know, the limiting beliefs that they shouldn't be focused on. Yeah. Look, if, if you haven't gone through the process of recoding, the chances are it can be, it can be misunderstood. Um, if you haven't gone through it, what I would recommend is to just sit quietly for a long time. Okay. Um, you know, even just go hiking or, or go somewhere where there is no connection, you know, get rid of your phone and just sit there and, and be in nature for quite a long time until, until your thoughts sort of slow down. Mm. Okay. Once you stop thinking, and this is why, you know, there are some retreats you can go on that, you know, mm. you don't talk. <laughs> um you know some people enjoy those um and then you know once you once this you know accountant yeah. and the yeah. drama queen run out of ideas to talk about that's when you get you into start this, to get to it that's right yeah. okay. but the quickest the quickest answer is is um like let's say for example if you wanted to find out you know whether it's it's comes from your mind or from your intuition is it that you know mm. or is it that you think Okay, well, that's what scares me because I think there's a lot of people who 
think well, this is going to sound funny, but I think it holds <laughs> with what you're saying. They think they know something. So like, uh-huh. there's a lot of people in today's world, you know, the world being what it is, as messy as it is, as complicated it is, as much suffering as there is. I think sometimes that's because people think they know things for certain when they don't. And that's what I, that's the, that's kind of the, the spirit behind the question is like, I think some doubt can be good. Sometimes you want to question, maybe, right. At least the way I think of it, you want to question yourself because it's often when people become certain about something mistakenly that they can do damage. So that's, that's the piece that like, what if they think they know, but I guess what you're saying is you, you don't know for sure, but if you give yourself the right environment by being silent, being in nature, whatever it is, reducing that brain frequency, that gives you the best chance to tap into what you actually know. And maybe, maybe, and this will segue to the philosophical question, what I think you might say as well is, I can't explain it to you, Terry. Like you just know when you know. And that's something that I am grappling with because although I think that very well may be true, it horrifies me a little bit because, but, but I don't know then. Like if I can't explain it, how do I know when I actually know? That's, that's a scary proposition for me, but I think well, it's- the question, the question is, do we need to be overanalyzing it? You will, okay, this is, so the next steps, let's say, for example, you start, you, you made a decision on something, okay? Mm-hmm. And you start doing something. Mm-hmm. If it feels like hard work, if it feels mm-hmm. like you're riding the bicycle against wind, okay, it's not your path, mm-hmm. okay? It's universe telling you, you're going against what your soul craves. And then and the people okay? that would say like, no, 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 that's life. You have to grind. You have to go through discomfort oh. to get what you want. You think, okay. Oh, no, no. The minute you do that, you actually, the reason why it feels like that is because you're working against against this elastic band of subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that subconscious mind is right. Subconscious Mm -hmm. mind just wants to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you analyze it and go, okay, well, these are the safety, you know, this, this handbrake, so I need to release them because they're not going to letting me do certain things. Conscious mind can decide to do anything. Mm. Okay. And if you go really deep, like I'm, I'm, you know, passionate about um, quantum physics, Mm. like once you get into the quantum physics of it, Mm -hmm. it's like the choice, you know, quantum physics believes that the the choices, like there is parallel worlds with, Mm -hmm. with everything that you ever dreamed about already in existence. It's just simply, you just simply need to choose it. Mm. Okay. And it's like tuning into the right Mm. um, Mm. radio station. Okay. Let's see. So, um, but that's conscious mind needs to make that decision. That's where it wants to go. Okay. The how, how are we going to get there? And this is where a lot of humans get in trouble is they try to work out how that's not our job. Mm. Okay. The how is going to show up as soon as you decide that's where you want to go. Mm. Okay. And there's going to be synchronicities and things that are going to be coming out that will allow you to get to where you want to go, but you just Mm. need to set the intention. Um, and it's so much, you know, so much more fun to set intention once you see the thing is, okay, this is another thing. And this is you know a little bit of philosophy, but it's like, how do we know that this is how we should be living? Sure. Okay. Like people yeah. say, you know, I need to do this. I need to do it. Like why? Okay. Like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're here on planet earth to just really do, do a lot of great things, but have a lot of fun, mm. you know, be creative. And this, you know, your mind, you can't, you, your analytical mind often stops that creativity coming through. 
okay but it's like if you if you look around and say okay well how else can i contribute to the world you know living from those five soulful goals mm -hmm. how else can i you know how, can, how else can i make terry's day today you know mm -hmm. what else can i say that's going to be you know be a lot of fun that's going to have an impact on his life that's going to yeah. be great yeah okay and if you come from that space and allow yourself this massive creativity life is just so much fun mm. and there is no place that we need to go. We don't need to get anywhere. Now, this is the biggest difference. It's in with a mind, the way that we think, okay, once we get there, we're going to be happy. Okay. And it's like pursuit of happiness. Okay. Um, that's reversed. Hmm. It's, hmm. it's, uh, it's not pursuit of happiness It's happiness of pursuit. Hmm. That hmm. should be reversed. Hmm. So once you know that like, you know, you're really happy within yourself because you, you know, you've got all this, you know, you know, you're contributing to the world, you know, you've got abundance, you know, you're loving yourself, you know, you've got great relationships with friends, great communications, you know, you've got, you know, fantastic love life. Mm -hmm. You've got everything that you need. And all of that is within you. But we tend to, with our mind, we tend to build this brick wall. Okay. And, and, you know, we try to get things from outside to fill us in. Mm. What we don't realize is everything that we need is within us already. Mm. So it's so interesting <laughs> and it's, it's a lot of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an interesting way to, to think about it. And I, and I use that term lightly, but in some ways it's aligning the subconscious and the conscious with kind of that spiritual, but, but maybe that's not quite, it's, it's, I think it's what you said. It's, it's, it's thinking of the mind more as a tool that the soul uses to get where it wants to get to just like we use our hands, our arms, our legs. It's removing that like point of, of that center point from saying the mind is controlling everything to saying the mind is just another tool that we use. And I think that's such an interesting, logical way to think about it. I think what's, what's timely about this conversation is, and, and where I, as we've been talking about, still am doing the work to figure out is that soul piece, the fact that we can't explain it, I struggle with that. And that makes sense because I think of it through the mind. Right. And, you know, somebody, somebody said to me recently, I, I referenced the Tolstoy quote and, and I'll, I'll give you the last word after this of, um, I think at some point in his life, he had a quote that said, I say it all the time. If I don't know who I am or why I'm here, then life is impossible. And I said that to somebody recently on the show who was a philosophy teacher. And they said, well, he wrote a book actually soon after that talking about his life. And I think it was called the confession. And he actually came to a conclusion because he was contemplating suicide. He was thinking like, this is impossible. I don't know. I can't make sense of this. I can't explain it logically. So it's all meaningless. And he eventually, I, have to, I haven't read the book yet, but he eventually, I guess, came to the conclusion that like, there has to be faith. There has to be a leap of faith in these things that we can't understand if we're going to actually thrive and be happy in life and, and be successful, satisfied, whatever. And I think that's relevant to what you're saying, because that soulful piece, I think a lot of people like me can, can be lost at that step to say, well, now we're talking about magic and nonsense. Like, talk to me about something logical. But I think there eventually a lot of the smartest people came to a realization of like, logic's only going to take you so far. And I get why it's so hard for you to accept that you have to accept something not logical. But as you're articulating it, like it, it makes a strong case for why that has to be, or at least why it's the better way to be. Look, I think that, um, you know, we, we so associate ourselves with thinking that we think that we're our mind. Yes. Okay. We're not our mind, just like we're not our hand. Okay. It's just a tool that we use. Cool. And, uh, and yeah, you know, 
it might come across a little bit as airy fairy because we don't understand it. We don't actually have a logical explanation. Yeah. And uh, but when you actually look behind it, you you look into quantum physics, and yes, there is a lot of scientific explanation. Yeah. Uh, you look into, I mean, the the program that I've designed is is based on psychology. Mm. So although the coding, the how human mind works. Um, it's it's based on psychology. It's based on quantum. You know all all the things that uh, you know. I'm trying to use simple metaphors so that yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of like making things one, two, three, too many. Mm. Okay, just mm. keep it keep it simple. Um, you know, yes, it's a very very complex thing. But once you actually get how it works, it's a very logical logical mechanism. Mm. And you know the the question that I always ask is, you know, we need to figure things out. We need to figure it out. Why? Mm. Tell me why. Why do we need to figure it out? Why not just enjoy it? Okay, like why do we need to do we need to understand how electricity works to be able to use it? We don't. Yeah. Flick a switch. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Okay, and it's the same thing, you know, you can get yeah. you can get absolutely mad trying to work everything out. Okay, and you're gonna spend your whole life trying to work it out. Why not just enjoy it? Have some faith. Okay, and just say it's there. I don't know why, but I'm gonna enjoy what it is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you know, there are wars, people are fighting. No, my God is better than your God. Like, mm -hmm. really? Mm -hmm. Just freaking enjoy it. Just enjoy mm -hmm. life. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's just it's such a gift and we're not here for a long time, but let's make the best of make it. Make the best of it while we are. Uh, and yeah. you know, I even, you know, like years and years ago, I don't know how I even came, it must have been one of those, you know, um, crazy um, <laughs> intuition things, yeah. but you know, there's this gaming idea, you know, the, the world is like, like, like a video game, okay? You've got this, somebody playing this game, somebody created this game, um, and you've got 8 billion people <laughs> running around right. doing things. And the, the aim of the game it's literally for each of those characters to realize, hey, I can upgrade myself and I can upgrade myself and I can create and I can really release myself from the from the shackles or from from the jail of my own mind and I can have fun. Okay. And and if you actually look at very, very successful people around the world, okay, these are people that are not just successful as in wealthy, but successful as in people that have really rich um, rich life with mm -hmm. with friendships and you know um just with everything abundance mm. in their life mm. are people that just really got that understood that that you know mind is just there like a hand mm. <laughs> okay mm. it, it serves a purpose but that's not all on be all and it's you know like i said we're here for a good time um and for a very short time yeah so yeah well anna listen i um i, I say this too much but i mean it every time i say it so i'm gonna continue to say it I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, I, I never know where it's going to go. I had a sense talking about subconscious and all the things you, you know, work in that it was going to be super interesting. And it certainly lived up to it for me. And uh, I appreciate you for the work you're doing, obviously, but coming on the show and just, you know, answering the questions and thinking through with me, because I think it helps. I think it helps people like me who aren't as well versed in it, who don't understand it quite as well to give that perspective to say, hey, here's a way to look at it. Um, super, super interesting, super important, I think. So thank you so much for being on. Appreciate the conversation. You're welcome, Terry. And, and you're always welcome to come and join us on one of our quests. Oh, I may take you up on that. I'd love that. Yeah. that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that actually helps you analyze everything, recode it, and sets you free. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sounds like sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Well, you have an awesome rest of your day, okay? Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Really enjoyed meeting you. You too.